As the internet evolves and as we evolve as consumers, obviously our digital marketing strategies are going to have to change too. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome to episode 29 of the podcast. We're really excited to get into today's session because one of the goals with Ralph, Molly, myself, Digital Marketers Brand, our brand, is to always continually be on the cutting edge of what's working with digital marketing and when it comes to to traffic. How can you continually be branding your business, but also be generating that ROI from your paid traffic? So generating leads, generating sales, but being on the cutting edge, getting the right message out there, putting the right message that these traffic platforms like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Instagram want you to to be doing, but more importantly, what your audience wants, what they like. In today's episode, we're going to get into four ways that you can generate more sales from cold traffic by telling a great story so you're continually making an impact with people. So Ralph, you and I both have seen some pretty cool results with some of the things that we're testing with with ways to to tell a story with cold traffic to try to make a better first impression, but also generate more conversions along the way that we're going to kind of get into as we get into this episode. But Molly, you also have a great overview of where things are really headed in 2016 and how to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, totally. Our CEO and founder, Ryan Dice, came out at the beginning of this year with some predictions for 2016, and I think he really hit the nail on the head. And really, the the big theme is this balance between branding and direct response. And as the internet evolves and as we evolve as consumers on the internet, obviously, our, our digital marketing strategies are going to have to change too. And really, the, the theme that we see is the balance of direct response and branding. And this really falls along with the traffic strategy that we've been teaching throughout the podcast, but it really further highlights the fact that you can no longer be a purely direct response company who's running traffic campaigns that just ask people for stuff, really thinking that you can just run one campaign and generate a ton of leads and sales and that that should be your only traffic strategy. And and it really doesn't work that way any longer. You do have to have this branding aspect to balance out your direct response efforts. Of course, everyone wants to generate leads and sales um, in their business. It wouldn't be a business if, if you couldn't do so. But you do have to introduce this idea of branding. But branding isn't just your logo. The idea of branding is really anything that invests into this relational equity account that you have with your prospects and your customers. So, you know, giving value first, making them laugh, making them cry even, making them feel like they're a part of something bigger. Um, It's really this idea of your first impression uh, being something other than, hey, give me your email address or, hey, buy this. It's a way to introduce yourself and invest in that relationship first before you start withdrawing. So, you know, I think that talking about these cold traffic ads 
and ways to do so, ways to have that branding aspect, even as a small business, is a perfect topic right now and something that people should really focus on. And I think it's great because this actually really works. I mean, it's the, the bottom line is that this isn't theory. And I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're a small business owner or you're a mid-sized brand or you're a marketing manager, branding is not necessarily the thing that you're going out and going after, but it plays a huge role in conversions and getting leads and sales. And what we're going to talk about here today does all that, but it's the bedrock concept that we always talk about is producing that and creating value in advance through blog posts and then retargeting. But you can also do these strategies in addition to that, get branding, get them to know you almost in one fell swoop, but don't forget the core strategies that we always talk about here because those work the best without question. The warm audiences, the ones who have already engaged with you or engaged with you multiple times, like your fans, maybe blog post visitors, you know, maybe some of your audience for leads that you're now asking to become sales. Uh, those are going to be your best audiences. So this isn't a, you know, an either or kind of strategy, but this is definitely something that we're seeing right now. And like we talk about here on the podcast is like, we have the benefit of being able to test all this stuff out and see what works. We talked about this in the first episode. We're like a laboratory. I mean, DM is a lab, you know, and our agency is a lab as well. I mean, we're doing it with, you know, our customers' money, but we do it with ROI in mind. And Facebook keeps introducing these cool new tools and we start seeing really good results. Maybe not at first, but after refining it a bit. And that's what we'll talk about here today. Cool. So we're going to get right into it. And one of the overarching kind of themes is to realize that the more that you can be authentic, the more that you can either tell a story or give people more context, more information and make that really, really powerful first impression, it can really make a big impact on what happens next if they're going to end up converting and actually becoming a, a lead or a customer. And so a lot of times we're not necessarily always looking for the lowest lead cost. We're, we're looking for the quality. How can we get people to come into our world that want to open our emails, that want to attend our webinars, that want to watch our videos? That's the goal. If you're looking for quality, a lot of times your lead cost will actually go down because so many people are liking that ad and they're sharing it and they're commenting on it and your relevance scores go up and then your lead costs end up actually going down. And so it's like dual benefit that can happen. So uh, Molly, can you first touch on just another example of why Facebook wants us to do this? Uh, Facebook Canvas has rolled out recently, which is just a perfect example of why it's so important to be telling that story. If you go to canvas.facebook.com, you can learn a little bit more. We actually just got access a few days ago, so it's really exciting. But really what Canvas is, it's pretty much a page builder inside of Facebook. So you would click on an ad. It would look like a regular ad. And then, you know, this page would pop up that you can actually build within Facebook. And there are different elements you can add to the page. You're going to put a header, right, for branding. You can add up to 20 photos. You can add videos. Um, you can add buttons that link out to external links, right? And even the photos can link out to external links, which is really cool. Um, but if you go to canvas.facebook.com, you'll see a few examples of how a cruise ship, a cruise line, 
used Canvas to really tell a story and photos and video about their brand and, you know, how they engaged with the audience before sending them over to their website to ask them to do something. So, you know, of course, this is a very new thing, Facebook Canvas. It's something that we're testing out. But the the story here and why it matters is that it shows you that Facebook is wanting to give even small businesses the tools to sort of create this, you know, hello, uh, my name is XYZ brand and I want to meet you before I ask you to do something. They're giving you the tools to do so, even if you might not be able to build out web pages. Definitely take a look at that and we'll have a link to that in the show notes too. So make sure you visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast for the show notes uh, for all the resources that we talk about in this episode. All right. So we're going to talk about three different ad types that you can really make a great first impression, especially with cold audiences. So we always think about when it comes to our targeting, a cold, warm, hot traffic. Way back in episode two, we talked about this and Molly went over the traffic kind of system. And so that doesn't change. All right. With these ads right now, we're kind of specifically talking about these three different ways to tell a story. But you're going to use these and you're still going to target your warm audiences. In most cases, your warm audiences, your website visitors and your fans are going to give you the best ROI. It's just that's how it is. So you got to continue to build those warm audiences, continue to drive traffic into your content, into your blog and build those warm audiences because they're always going to be the best and you don't want those to empty out, right? However, the great way about these next three examples is you'll find that they'll work amazing on warm audiences, but they also can work really well on, on cold audiences. Let's look at Facebook and remember Facebook is the online version of the party right? So you're interrupting people at their party. So let's say that you sell like a workout program for people that are into CrossFit and somebody invites you to a party that's full of people that are all CrossFit workout fanatics. And you have this program and it's a home workout CrossFit training program. However, even though all these people at this party are in your target audience, there's probably going to be maybe 20 or 30% of them that they talk to you and they're going to be super interested and want to go right into it and buy your program. And there's going to be another 20 or 30% of those people that need to hear more. They just need to hear a lot more details about it. And then they might go check it out and, and be a little bit interested, but they might not you know, buy it right away. Then there's another 20 or 30 or 40% of those people that don't even want to hear about it because they, they need to get to know you. They're like, who the heck are you? I need to know you and meet you two or three or four times before I want to learn more about your, your program. You always want to be thinking about this with your campaigns as there's always going to be different segments of your target audience that might resonate with a different type of message. One of the first ads we're going to talk about today is a long copy ad. And as Ralph likes to call it, long ass copy, okay? (laughs) Where they have to click see more on the ad and there's a ton of content. Maybe it's two, three, four, five, six hundred words. We're talking about a lot of information that you're giving people about whatever it is that, that they're clicking to go see. Maybe it's a webinar registration. Maybe it's to uh, buy a book. Maybe it's to download something. Maybe it's to show up at a live event. We've all three had great success with super long copy because what we're doing is, is we're being authentic and we're being forthright. We're telling them what they're going to get. We're overcoming some objections. We're being very specific and, and telling a story with this. And so what can happen is you might resonate to a different segment of that audience. Okay. You might have a, a short copy traditional ad that's running. Uh, that's maybe got three or four lines of, of text in the ad itself. And then you might try out a long copy ad and you're, you're not doing this to replace your, your other 
ads that you're running. You're not trying to say, okay, long copy, it's doing better. Okay, I'm going to cut up everything else I'm doing because this long copy ad is crushing it. We've all three got some ads right now that are just crushing and I've got a long copy ad right now that's it's, it's unbelievable. Our lead costs are five times less than they ever have been. Our relevant scores are higher than they've ever been with this type of ad and it's it's great. We're creating goodwill, but our conversion costs and our cost per sale are three, four times lower. There's three different type of link post ads, sort of what we're talking about here. There's short copy, which is it's copy that's just above the image and you don't have to, there is no see more button or see more kind of link that says, you know, click here to read more of this stuff. Uh, that's what I would consider short copy. And those work too. Don't get me wrong. Those absolutely work. Um, long copy would be any copy that's maybe just, you have to hit that see more in order to see maybe a few more lines. Um, what we're talking about with long ass copy is like, this is 550 words, a thousand words. In some cases, this is like a blog post in the newsfeed with a call to action at the end, whatever that happens to be. So in the cases that we're talking about here, it's more, we're sending cold traffic to almost like a tripwire offer, something that they have to invest either time or maybe even money in. It might be a low-priced offer. It might be, in Molly's case, a webinar, in my case, a webinar. And in Keith's case, it's going to a, a book with a, a low-priced offer to start off with for, for a physical product. So in all cases, you do need to warm up that audience a little bit more because they need to take a little bit more of, a, of an action than just enter my name or an email or maybe just my email. So do long-ass copy ads work well for just leads? That's something that we're going to have to test. Like I said before, we're like laboratories here. We test everything. So normally we would see a higher cost per conversion. We're seeing much lower cost per conversion as to whether or not it backs out on the back end with these types of leads making more money. I think it seems that that is going to be positive, but we'll certainly report back in future episodes about that as well. But so far, so good on this. And it's just one other tool in the toolbox to try. Yeah, I think the theme is, you know, whatever the the purpose of your ad to cold traffic is, right? Wherever you're sending them, something you should definitely test is really long copy, especially if you make it very conversational. And like Keith and Ralph said, if you make it almost like a story or if you're sending to a webinar, if you, you know, kind of tell a story at the beginning and then use some sales bullets throughout the copy to explain what they're going to learn, it just further builds your brand and and really shows that that you're willing to explain and give value first. Yep, exactly. And I, I kind of reiterate this more and more as we get into the next two options. You're not trying to say, oh, long copy is better or long copy sucks. I did it and it doesn't work. You don't want to think that way. A lot of times we talk about driving traffic into content. It doesn't mean you're only driving traffic into content. You can still target cold audiences with your long copy if it works really well. Don't just kill your short copy because your long copy was a little better or vice versa. You can now tweak and refine. I might test two different intros to my long copy. I might test a different kind of opening paragraph or a different image. And then on my short copy ad, I'm testing different images. These are different ways to hit people with different modalities. That's the key. It's like if you understand copywriting, if you're a copywriter out there, you know that you have to use bolds and highlights and underlines and bullet points and stuff to reach that person that's a skimmer, right? Some people are out there are skimmers and some people are out there 
that like to read everything. So you have a short readership path for people that are skimmers. And with Facebook, it's kind of like what you're doing there. But the great thing about platforms like Facebook is knowing that there's people out there that do need more information, but there's also people that see it, they get a hook and they click. But the great thing is, is you can resonate to both of those. You can run both simultaneously. It's pretty cool. The next type of ad that you can run is video ads. When you use a video that tells a story or teaches something and creates goodwill, the quality of people that want to come into your world goes up so much. Okay. In some cases, your lead cost with a video ad might be higher. You might find that a traditional Facebook ad that you're running with an image that's a clickable link is, is getting $3 leads or it's costing you $5 per lead. And then you run a five minute video ad and it costs you $6 per lead or $6.50. Don't just kill that video ad. Okay. What you're doing with that is you're making a bigger impact. You're branding yourself. If you want to win in 2016 and 2017, you've got to combine branding making an impact content marketing with direct response. I don't think there's any possible way. If you think you can do one or the other, you're not going to win. You've got to do both. And video ads are such a great way to do that. And so if somebody watches maybe a minute of that video and they don't click through, you know what? That's okay because they might see your link post kind of traditional ad, maybe one of your other ads down the road and click through on it. The big thing to remember is everybody is different. So no one ad type is going to work for everyone. You can't, you know, please all the people all the time. There's different types of learners. You know, some are visual, some are auditory, some are kinesthetic. You know, think about it that way. All your audiences are all different. So with that, these types of modalities, some might resonate with video. Some might resonate with some of the other ad types we have here. Some might resonate with a short copy or a long copy or a long ass copy. You just don't know. And I think the cool thing about some of the stuff that we're doing right now is that I've gone back to audiences that did okay, or maybe ad sets and um, that we're doing okay, and then resuscitated them with these new types of ads, because for whatever reason, how I was doing it before didn't resonate, but now it does. So if you look at you know any of our customer accounts, you'll see multiple types of ads, video ads, link post ads, carousel ads, all the stuff that we're talking about here to try and figure out what works with which audience. Right. And it's really different. So keep trying, keep testing. Absolutely. And, you know, really, I think the the key here for number two is that video ads are great to run to cold traffic because if it is a person within the ad, right, it's very personalized. If someone's talking to you, that's a really quick and easy way to get to know a brand. And of course, not to mention you can pixel those people. So it's a great ad medium to run to cold traffic. Yeah, exactly, Molly. So what she means by pixeling uh, is whenever somebody watches a video ad, you can automatically create a custom audience, a retargeting list based off people who have watched that video. So it's super powerful. So you can retarget them with, with your other ads. All right, let's get into number three. This is another ad type modality that you can, you can really tell a great story and you can make a great first impression. And this is carousel ads. And carousel ads are now when you go in to create an ad, it seems to be the default with Facebook. They want you to create the multiple images. Facebook is all about telling that story. This is why they're launching Facebook Canvas. This is why when we talk to our partner manager, he's asking us about our video ads and our carousel ads. This is what they want. And this is why you're getting rewarded with relevant scores when people are hovering over these types of ads. However, uh, they don't always work right out of the gate. So it's one of those things that you might have to 
you know, test and try out. But I know, Ralph, you've been testing these carousel ads in a lot of different ways. You recently have been testing video carousel ads too. And so you've seen mixed results. So I want you to talk about what your thoughts are on, on carousel ads. Well, I think, you know, when they first came out, I think a lot of us just thought they were going to be good for e-commerce sites and just showing just different aspects of a of a product or a service. And I think um, you can definitely do it that way. And we're certainly using it that way with multiple features. And with carousel ads, it's more of a square image. And the key is to get people to sort of flip through the carousel. Right now, it's five specific images, although it looks like they're adding on more, but I haven't been able to add on more in my ad account as of yet. But uh, it's really good for just a couple of different ways is that you can tell a story if you've got a product or a service that you need them to sort of understand what it is that you're all about and also bring in what they may actually be having issues with, their biggest problem, their biggest concern, or their biggest desire. You can articulate that through these carousel ads in five different sort of parts to your story, whether it's you want them to sign up for a webinar, or you want them to, you know, purchase a low price product, you know, or maybe it's a free plus shipping offer. These are really, really effective with that just for straight lead generation types of ads. I haven't used them as much. Maybe Molly can comment on that. And she's used them for blog posts, which we've used, you know, extremely well with them as well. Um, and we just found that they're really, really good. The key is to be able to tell the story and sort of make it sequential. So we started doing that a while back and have had really good success. We just started to do carousel video ads, which is the same thing, but you've got up to five spaces to put in video. So if you're selling a product that it's best to tell that story through motion, like, you know, for, for us, we've got certain products that we sell through Facebook, directly through the newsfeed, and they need to be explained a little bit more in detail, like the features of it. So we happen to have videos that sort of highlight those individual features. And it's really, really effective. The relevance scores are super high. The conversions are great. And uh, we just kind of stumbled on it and just said, hey, what the heck, we'll just try it here, you know, keep a short leash on it. And I just added it to my previous interests. And like I said before, we had other audiences that we had run ads for in the past, and then they just kind of got stale. So we used these video carousel ads and even the carousel ads, to be more exact. And we revived those old audiences and actually got conversions based upon this new ad format. So never give up on an audience that might show some promise because with all the different types of, of ads that Facebook's introducing – you might get one or might get one sort of medium that just resonates with that audience for whatever reason. Like I said before, everyone's different and everyone responds to different, you know, modalities of learning and understanding what it is that you have to offer. So uh, we're big fans of carousel ads and, and now even bigger fans of video carousel ads for sure. Yeah, definitely. Carousel ads are perfect to run, especially to cold traffic, because the multiple ad images and the multiple videos really allow you to tell a story or to hit on different benefits of a product or a service or even a blog post. We'll use carousel ads to cold traffic and each image will click out to a different blog post. So it's kind of, you know, choose your own adventure. Which topic are you the most interested in? And not to mention, of course, they're really eye-catching in the news feed. So, you know, great to take out to cold traffic for people who, you know, have never heard of you before. 
we find there's kind of two main ways to use carousel ads. One is like a choose your own adventure, or if you're an e-commerce company and maybe you're doing a retargeting campaign to five different products, right? Or you have four or five different blog posts. Love that. And then there's the storytelling approach, which is kind of the way that Ralph is using them in some cases where each image tells a story and gets them to click through. And they all, no matter which image they click on, clicks to the same page, whether it's a blog post or a a landing page. Now, Ralph, I know somebody might be out there listening because you mentioned video carousel ads. And I just want to mention that if video is your thing, then try that. If video Mm. is not your like thing, don't even worry about that because that's like, way another level the the client that's their thing they do a lot of short videos but like what is the length of those videos and that and those carousel ads the ones that we're using right now are just a couple of minutes not really too long you know they're strategically designed based upon the features so if you've got specific features of the product this is a good medium for you so i think when you're listening to this episode you're like oh my god how many more ads do i have to create don't think of it that way think about Like what type of product or service do I have? Is it more visual? Do I need motion to kind of show it? Then video definitely is your thing. You know, if it's less, it's a little bit more static. Maybe it's just, you know, a carousel ad that is not video. It's just regular carousel. So, you know, video carousel for motion or for assets that you have, you've got, if you've got lots of videos of your product or, you know, something specific to that, then try that. Um, if it's a little bit more, uh, don't need to really show it, but just kind of show the features and there's no motion involved, go with those types of carousel ads. Uh, it's just one more tool in the toolbox, like I said. So uh, I don't want people to get, you know, completely confused as to what they should do, but the platform is just so amazing that they keep introducing new ways in which to convince people to buy your stuff. So, uh, I think that's what we're trying to do here is just keep you on the cutting edge and, and make you aware of it, but also pick and choose which ones are best for you based upon your individual product or service. Yeah, and pick one. So I, I, the assignment for you is to take one of these ad types, take one. So is it long copy that you think that you could implement first? Then do that. If it's a video ad, then do that. If it's a carousel ad, then do that. So take one of these different types of ad types and create an ad targeting your cold traffic and see what happens. All right. See what happens. And then if it does well, it does well. Maybe if it does okay, tweak it a little bit and see if you can improve it. And then maybe a month from now, or if you're a massive executioner, maybe a few days from now, add another type. That's what we're trying to get you to do. It's not to have all three running at the same time. I mean, you can eventually if you want to, absolutely. Um, But take one and whichever one that you have the assets for the one that you can create that that is is best for your brand that's the one that you start with period and because there's no there's no way to tell which one is better or if it will work well for you because so much depends on the messaging and the offer and those types of things so all right so to recap what we talked about today is really to, to win big in 2016 and beyond is to always be focusing on how you can tell that story how you can be Uh, building your brand, but also have these machines in place, have these great conversion funnels that you can drive your traffic into. And uh, some of these paid traffic platforms uh, like Facebook and and, and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, you can use different ways that you can reach your your cold audiences and make a great first impression by, by telling a better story and get higher quality leads. 
We talked about Facebook Canvas, which is Facebook is rolling out, which is, looks amazing. And then we talked about three main ad types that you can choose to reach those different modalities in your audiences and tell that story. You know, writing out a long copy and being transparent. What we found is when you're transparent and you're overcoming objections and you're, you're just telling people what they're going to get, that's what works. People take their guard down. Okay, same thing with your video ads and same thing with your carousel ads. So get out there, try one of those, and uh, we'd love to hear back from you and see how they work. And so stay tuned. Next week, we've got a great episode coming for you. Okay, episode 30, we're going to be talking about more in-depth strategies on how to find the perfect target audience. All right. On previous episodes, we've talked about how to find your target audience. But next week, we're going to be going more in depth. Molly's going to be taking you into to some new strategies that I think you'll really, really love and how to find the right target audience for your business as we head into uh, an awesome 2016. So hope you enjoyed today's episode and excited for the next one. And we will talk to y'all soon. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, guys. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.